football, the Bulls are off and running. And Dan and Jason Bernstein are here to keep you up to date with the Stampede. You're listening to Organizations Win Championships. This is episode number 50 of Organizations Win Championships and Odyssey podcast. Dan Bernstein, Jason Bernstein, our producer, James Jackson. This is 50. 50. Pretty cool, huh? We're almost getting to your age. Well, I, I didn't I didn't really need that, but I, yeah. I don't care. I gave it to you. Yeah, another four episodes and and, and we'll be there. But yeah, Oy. But what's really exciting is the Bulls were kind enough to give us a 50th episode gift that we'll get to. They are 6 and 14, 13th in the East, and they are still 28th of 30 in points per game. They're 5th 15th of 30 in opposing points per game and in total net rating they're 23rd but that win man last night bulls 120 bucks 113 in overtime and this is something that i said on the air earlier we always talk about statement games Mm -hmm. and usually you're making a statement relative to your competition this was the rare case where a statement was made by some parts of the team to other parts of the team correct they were without their stars, their stars, their core in DeRozan and Zach Levine. And they played fantastic basketball. Quarters one through four and OT. It was exactly what we wanted to see this entire time. They, they took a bunch of shots. They took a bunch of threes. And it, it worked out. They, they shot 37 threes, which for them is a pretty damn high number, especially without that's without Levine. You're taking that many threes. And oh, it was so refreshing. And I think it tells us who and what the problem is. Well, and it's, I, I think it's I, I think I think it's pretty evident. There's so much happening in this win. There's so much that went on. I, the number that jumped out at me. They had 45 made field goals and 32 assists. Yeah. They've been the worst assist team in the NBA. Well, obviously, when you have two guys that just play iso ball, and I was going to say, there was no ball watching. There was no stopping. The only ball watching that I would say really happened was when Kobe White was in, okay, I'm just going to get a bucket mode. Then again, Oftentimes it was a three and it was a good shot. I'm okay with him doing that. And the things that he plays fast, even when he's playing ISO ball, he plays fast. DeRozan, we know, is slow. Levine, even though he's quick and he's athletic, he sometimes just takes his time and takes a while. Kobe White gets the shot up. He plays fast. He he plays. He keeps the pace up. And. Wow, especially coming off of the the two losses against the Nets and the Celtics, which were both horrendous. No, especially the Nets. This was the opposite, but this was was the opposite of that. those games. They they had eight double-figure scorers. Eight. Patrick Williams, Alex Caruso, Vucevic, Desumu, White, Craig, Carter, Drummond. But, man, that assist number, the ball was popping around. And the turnovers were up. But I don't care. 
I don't care. That's we, and exactly I, we, we mentioned that. Yep, remember, I said before that the the lack of turnovers was also because of ISO ball because yep. the ball wasn't moving enough. I will take more turnovers, play at a higher pace. If you miss a shot, get a stop or or, or force a two and come down and get a three the next time. And I'll tell you something: your guy Julian Phillips in 13 minutes is showing that he is earning more and more time out there. It wasn't all in the oh, scorebook. Yeah. Wasn't all in, in in the box score, but that guy he three moves, assists. But he moves and he cuts and he is he plays with a very high energy level, active hands. I'm ready for more. Me too. I what did I tell you? I said next year he's going to be a starter. He's young. He his body his body hasn't matured yet. He's really slim. He could be something. It's and a, I I'm still worried about Dalen. I'm I'm very 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 concerned. I I think that's getting close to a lost cause. It's I wouldn't say frightening because he was the 18th overall pick. He wasn't supposed to be a star, but I, I really like what I'm, I really like what I'm seeing out of Julian Phillips. And I told you, I told you that he was legit. I told you he was legit. Well, we'll and see what he can he, sustain. He's shown it. He's we'll see what he can against a good team. Against a good team. What a vindication for Billy Donovan too. Under fire, and and Billy's faced a, a lot of pressure. And post game interviews getting challenged. You know, Joe Colley was kind of working him over after that Celtics game, and Billy is forced to own some of this stuff. But but this was everything they said they wanted to do. Everything. It's everything that Billy Donovan and AK and Eversley have preached because they accomplished all their goals. They played at a high pace. They moved the ball and they ran it through Vooch. And I know after the game, Vooch said, well, we we obviously we don't want to play without Levine and DeRozan. They're really important players. He's so us. much happier. <laughs> oh, that's after, after I heard that, I said, I don't believe you. Because yeah, Vucevic had 29, 10, and six assists well, on 11 of 21. So harder. From... He played, he tried harder. Can I finish a happier. freaking sentence, please? Yes. 29, 10, and six, 11 of 21 from the field, two of four from three, five of six from the three point line in 39 minutes. I He's better as a number one. If, if, if I'm completely honest, this might sound crazy to some people maybe crazy to idiots but they're idiots so i don't care i'm so nice to people if i were to keep one of the three guys right now i'm leaning toward keeping vooch it's the best contractually and levine is just pissing me off because he's not trying and he's moaning and acting like he's he's not at fault for a lot of their struggles when he really is and DeRozan, i don't mind as a person really i i've I don't have any oh, issues guy. with his motor or anything. He's old. It's just I don't I, his style of play doesn't mesh with the modern NBA or the way the Bulls roster is constructed. And Vucic does as as much as he's not a good rim protector, and and his feet are a liability on defense. What he's able to do offensively when he's the when he's the I guess number one guy, he can really he can really function. We saw that, and we saw this last year against the Warriors when he had 43 yeah. and 19. So, whoa, sorry. Some people are being really loud. I don't know if you can hear that. No worries. No? It's fine. Can I ask a bigger question? These people need to stop screaming. Quit yelling. Hey, here's the bigger question. And all we want is for them to get to the trade, get past the trade deadline this year with some reason to be interested in whatever young players and or draft picks come in return for whatever they trade. 
the glimpse that I saw yesterday, and I know that that is probably not a representative sample. That was probably no. an, an idealized version of that. I, I still, get though, that. you can still get excited. Well, pick whatever players you want. If you run through any of these possible trades, if they got Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura, Tyler Hero, whatever you want. But if they were yeah. able to play that brand of basketball with whomever 25, 26, 27 year old players would at least give you representative NBA try hard pieces and maybe more minutes for Io because he's looks like he's able to play in, in this more wide open he formats on skates. Well, there are a that couple times too. Tough. Well, you know what I liked the, the move that I saw from his awareness when he got into the lane at one point and collapsed the defense, everybody came right to him and he made that, that Luka Doncic behind the head pass mm -hmm. to Vooch for the three. Yeah. That was perfect. Well, I also think part of it, I don't, I don't know if this is, why they collapsed so hard but i remember early in the game he had a steal when the bucks were up nine nothing and he drove up the lane patrick williams was in the corner pretty open and there were two guys on him he just went for a layup and he, he converted he's been getting blocked less and less this year i mean he's been playing a little bit less but still there haven't been any io unathletic finishes that get absolutely swatted into row 10 that's part but, of his game there but, will be but I think that that play said, okay, he can he's he can finish, and so they said I, we're going to collapse here, and we'll give Vooch the three. And I honestly, I'd rather take that, even though it's Vooch, I'd rather take that three if it's open because it's three. So I, God, they were really good. They were so good. I I don't even want to mention what happened the, the against the Celtics and Nets. The the Nets was just. Horrible. You have that first quarter and then you choke. And then Celtics, I kind of expected it against the Celtics. I mean, Celtics are good. Well, so I there's also, not much you can do. I should mention a couple other things too that I got this confirmation. I thought, and I was, I, while watching the game, I was running around the, the living room going crazy and mom was yelling at me from upstairs because I was being loud, but I didn't care. And I heard them communicate more on defense, I heard more talking. And they were much more difficult to screen, especially against the Celtics. And they called it out during the game. I give uh, Stacey and Adam credit. They called it out. But the Bulls were hung up on screens and relying on, okay, just switch it. Fine. I'm screened. You take him. And then they wouldn't get back. Last night, on your left, on your right, uh, the on your back, and they were getting, they were making themselves, they were anticipating the screens. They were going over. They were going under. They, if there was a switch, they were switching back, and a lot of it is, is Caruso. A lot, of, but but there there was just more communication overall on defense. So I asked Kendall Gill today, who was standing there on the sideline. I said, "Am I right? Or was that just in the mix on, on TV?" He said, "No." He said, "A courtside, you could hear it. You could mm -hmm. even in a loud building, you could tell they were communicating better." So there is a, and you hate to do this, but if Zach wants to play the villain, and if he wants to be clutch sports disaffected disappointed superstar in a history buddy go, go ahead. ahead 
But here's the problem. Disgruntled. Nah, I'm a yeah, star. Fine. Nah, fine. 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 Go go ahead Ooh. and do that. Because because I, I, I don't think he makes a very good villain. But if he wants to embrace it, fine. So now he's out for a week with a sore foot. Get better, man. Get better as fast as Have you fun. can. Get better. as Because we found out today, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski reported on ESPN. He said there's no current market for Zach Levine. Maybe because he's acting like this. I I, I, I I feel like from a scouting perspective, it'd be hard to keep. It'd be hard to not be interested in his skill set. But if he if he's acting like this and, you know, he's not the number one option and he's on a max contract, it, it makes sense. I also wanted to say that was the first time we saw big boy basketball. And also the vibe was better. Oh, it, it was just—it was so refreshing. They were diving for loose balls. No, why didn't? Why didn't we? Why didn't we also mention that shot by Caruso was pretty sweet? I mean, come on. Well, and and the way that he, was that was nice. And and he he talked through it too. He talked through what he saw beforehand and what he heard the defense saying. Like that guy is—he's—he's he's really special. That he knew that he was going to have the shot because it, it was designed for Kobe. He saw how they were defending because they they were calling out that it was designed for Kobe, and it was. So he knew he was going to be the secondary option, and was already mm. based on what they were saying, getting himself ready to take that shot. He then said he was. They mobbed him, and he all he wanted to do was get back to the bench. But he said, "I'm sore and I'm old, and I want to go sit down, and nobody's letting me go sit down." which I thought was actually pretty funny. but You related and, to that a bit? And yeah, here's here's the problem though. If they're going to tear this down, we have to be ready for them to part with Caruso. That's what I was just going to say that. I was just going to say, if they're really going to do it, he's not, he, he is, his value is sky high right now. I know. They, they, and they know that. And it's going to suck, but it's it's necessary if, if they really want to, tear it down so i i'm not going to be I, i'm i'm not going to judge it and i'm not going to say that's a bad move if, if they can get two for if they can get two first round picks i mean like i would take that in a heartbeat as, as painful as it is but yeah it sucks but that's basketball it's a business and I think you could get to it would just be when i mean do you want picks in 2031 and 2032 no so you could get them you're drafting a sixth grader Essentially, yes, that's what you're doing. But I, I'd hate to lose Caruso. Just to, to th think about if you were, well, who, were knows? Able to, hmm. who knows? What it's, if they get a lot back for DeRozan, and if they find a market for Levine, you still, yeah. As well, far as the we'll overall, figure it out. we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But Levine is getting the James Harden treatment right now with the no market, nobody wants him selfish player i'm not the problem you guys are thing i'm tired of it at this point i'm annoyed i think his teammates are too <clears throat> i Vooch. i think the the effort which with i think that they showed it they showed it from especially when they got down 11 to 2 and we're like that ah, well let's watch football and i was about to watch football and then okay this i think i got a bucket there and then i'm watching like, okay all right, they're and then it was it was clear that Milwaukee sort of thought, oh, okay, they're trying. 
And then Milwaukee went up again, and then they kept trying. And then then let's say, oh crap, it's a game. And mm-hmm. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't even flip over. I went. I, I saw like I and it was moved. a great football game. That's what I realized. <laughs> but I don't. I don't care. I did. I apparently did miss a terrific football game. But I. This is. Yeah, uh, it's fine. I'm not worried. I don't. I don't do a, a a Dak Prescott podcast. So I got other things I got to do, like Bulls basketball. So what we are doing next for this show, for our special 50th episode celebration, is I decided to put it out there on Twitter for a mailbag. And I asked for people to just say, hey, is there anything that we that, that people want to ask us about? And we're happy to talk about it. So I've got, I didn't know, did anybody send you anything? Did you do anything on Instagram? No, I didn't. No? I have okay. a private account on Instagram. So. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Okay, well, I did, so I'm, I'm going to go through these, and I'm not going to do this in any particular order, so I guess we'll okay. start with some, we'll start with some basketball stuff. Okay. This is from score listener Tim. All right. Or podcast listener Tim, I should say, old habits. He said, Danny and Jason, does either one of these trades for Levine excite you? Levine for, I mentioned this before, Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves or Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier? I would be way more interested in the Lakers one. Why? Personally, I, I Gordon Hayward's old. He's bad. I mean, he's not bad, but I don't think that gets them anywhere. I do. I've always liked Terry Rozier. I always have. And he, he they just have so many guards. They have so many small guards where I don't think they really need him. While Austin, Austin Reeves has a little bit of size, he can do a bit of everything. He's a fun player to watch. And Hachimura is just a pro, and he's still, he's still young. So I Levine straight up for those two guys, I would like to get a little bit of draft capital, whether it's a first, not really a second. I would like, it, uh, I don't know. It's tough with Levine. I don't really know what his value is. We don't really know that. But I, I would I would, I would be happy if they made that trade at the Lakers if they did it with the Hornets for those two guys uh, sure sure and it, I would ju- I would I would be much more optimistic about the about the Hachimura and Reeves package here's a question from Chris what 1980s player that underwhelmed then would thrive in today's game Ooh, this is probably more directed at you, but I can I can well, think about this. You a might think oh, I know one. NBA I know one I have in mind. Who's that? I have one. Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, hundred percent. Yeah, that's more nineties. Definitely. But yeah, he'd be a star. I thought he was in the eighties. Well, maybe eighty, maybe maybe late eighties. But he'd oh. be a star. Yeah, I that that. I'm just trying to think of retro guys. You you go. I'll try to Ma- think of another one. The first name that I think of is. A, a Milwaukee Bucks point forward named Paul Pressy. Mm-hmm. Paul Pressy was almost, he was almost like a Scotty Pippen before Pippen. Big and strong, but terrific ball handling skill. And it was only that everybody thought that Magic Johnson was this outlier. It was as well, this is the, the one thing that, uh, that Jack McKinney has decided he can figure out to do. And you, you saw the whole thing watching the, yeah. uh, the winning time stuff, the Showtime Lakers, but ever said, well, no one's ever really going to do that. Little did they know that that would be eventually the prototype for maybe the best 
combination of skills ever in LeBron James. Paul Pressey was 6'8 and had some of those skills. I don't really think the league knew what to do with him or how he was allowed to operate. I'm also trying to think of bigs who could shoot. That's exactly where I was. I was where I was trying to go. And, and it's, it's tough. Well, Rick Smith's was one of those guys who w- would probably have extended his range to three point. I mean, if you see it like what Brooke Lopez has done with his game, Rick Smith's at seven, four before he got hurt was somebody who could develop that everybody the bigs mm. who could shoot were basically long to pick and pop guys guys like bill Lambeer and guys like jack sigma and I, my 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 thinking would be that all of them would be much more polished three-point shooters now yeah that's fair i i don't i can't really think of anybody because i wasn't alive then but yeah. i already mentioned abdul Rauf. here's a question from kyle do you Cap. put any, sorry, do, sorry. Do you put sorry. any extra cheese seasonings or meat on your tombstone pizza? Would I or do you which ones would I? Oh, I do I cheese meat or what? Do you put anything extra? Do you customize a tombstone pizza? Ooh, that that's such a niche question. He knows us well. Yeah. Um I, maybe a drizzle of olive oil, but I I just love tombstone i wouldn't add any cheese or meat maybe it maybe just a little bit of oil i have in the past i depending on which if if you end up at like a 7-eleven instead of a grocery store where you have to get whatever they have at double the price and then you kind of have to figure it out that's different because there's so many different versions now that usually you can get what you want if right. you're shopping at the at, at the store that's got them all but I, yeah a drizzle of olive oil maybe a little extra parmesan uh, the the only one I I regularly customize is not a tombstone, where in Chicago the Geno's East frozen deep dish spinach and cheese, I will put either pepperoni over the top, or I will get the Mariano's uh, salad bar bacon, and mm. I will sprinkle some of the bacon over the top before I cook it and get like a bacon cheese spinach specialty pizza fair i don't even know what are there any local brands in, in the middle of pennsylvania for pizza I'm, like local I'm to sure. local like that because i'm sure started i just i just I, I i'm sure i just haven't it's not my specialty right now in college you haven't done a, a frozen pizza don't you have dominoes to like... it's dominoes we oh. just get dominoes if we want pizza or no, or no, never. If we want chain, if we want cheap chain pizza, that's what we'll do. If we want good pizza, we get Pizza Fi, which is a little joint uh, in town that is actually really good. Really, so, what style? New York, like East Coast, and it's pretty. I I can't tell a real distinct style, but it's pretty similar to New York pizza. It's, it's good. It's it's legit. It's great when you're not sober, but it's. <laughs> good when you're, i don't when know you if are. that's a high compliment but no, you know, i wouldn't i wouldn't even say great i would say beyond great really and then it's great when you are sober that that's in, what i'll say in because i don't even really know is there a pittsburgh style and a philly style pizza there is a philly style pizza that i've heard of uh tomato pie where it's just tomato um that's a, apparently that's a big philly thing my friend christian was telling me about that he said it's incredible you have to you that i have to try it at some point but okay. I, I don't know about no Pittsburgh. cheese. 
no cheese. I, I'm fine with that. I love tomatoes. All right. Well, that you can't, you can't like knock till you try somebody, it. Don't, somebody don't, screwed don't. it up. It, it just it sounds like a mistake. You're a mistake. Uh, this question here from MF, who says, have you ever thought about writing a book about your time in the CBA with Rockford? Would love to hear all the stories. Yes, I have. No. <laughs> uh, I, I would, but the truth is Charlie Rosen beat me to it. And Charlie Rosen, who was actually the coach of the Rockford Lightning before Mauro Panaggio, it, it was when Charlie was a very, very different. Now he's this sort of old, very rabbinical kind of guy. He's Phil Jackson's best friend. He was an old buddy of his, and he's a wonderful author. And he wrote a book called Cockroach Basketball League. And he changed the names and he changed the names of the teams but I went back with it when, and it came out when I was still in the league and I took, it was a kind of a scandal when it came out because everybody knew like who the Bill Musselman character was and who the Mauro Panaggio character was. And the, there was one coach who supposedly was sleeping with an owner and he didn't disguise the names very well. And oh boy. it was kind of a, it, no, it was a big deal. And it was a fun, fun, fun book. And so he beat me to it. I, I, because that was, that was a fictionalized version. I could write a memoir of it, but it wouldn't, I don't think it would be that fun. It's usually just me rooming with some big white dope and being. You could, you could cold. write 28 memoirs about everything. <laughs> but that, that's the honest answer is, is the best book. It's called Cockroach Basketball League by Charlie Rosen. If you're interested in that kind of thing, I suggest you pick it up. And uh, last question here from Bob. From where do you get Chinese takeout and what is your order? <laughs> well, uh, the 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 go-to uh, choice one would be House of Wasun yep. here on Irving Park. It's in the old Golden Nugget Diner. It just moved from Lincoln and Montrose to Irving Park. And my go-to order is barbecue pork chow fun and the spicy Szechuan eggplant, usually with either an egg roll or some pot stickers or some fried wonton. And if, yeah, if, hold on, if, let me finish. Let, go let ahead. What's your? What, you, you always I, say I'm you know not, what I ordered from there. I'm not. I'm not a big Chinese guy, but no, you're a little Jewish. I, I'm. I'm. I'm a, I'm a small Jewish guy. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan of Chinese food, but I do love pork pot stickers and soy sauce and it's awesome um and i, I do like chow fun as well i like my, shrimp chow fun actually. my secondary order if wasun is closed or if it is right near us off of addison across from lane tech it's called number one chop suey and but the food's really good and they do a crispy cantonese duck it's a pretty terrible name it's a terrible name it, it's a, it's a name for like 1952 but their food's really good and the delivery is fast and hot and even well, though it's, it's fast because we live a block <laughs> away i know what are you talking about <laughs> so of course it's fast this, this bob bob could be from aurora and it, 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 uh why is it taking an hour and a half to get my order of chinese food you can't assume that it's gonna be fast for everyone i know when you're, you're, when, when the guy takes his, when the delivery guy takes a step out the door and he's knocking and he's knocking on hours. Well, people were I mean, yelling at me, on, man. people were yelling at me because I door dashed McDonald's the other night and I was telling the story. I got complete, the entire wrong order. Completely. Still pretty good. 
it wasn't because it was like this giant diet coke and oh that's so and a, and a bunch of spicy mcchickens oh, which that's... are that is a that is a high schooler yes probably but like a yes. guy in the middle are of playing video me? games that is a high schooler oh yeah well, well, I don't like spicy McChickens because they're too. The the actual McChicken is is peppery enough. The spicy one is spicy. just like I, peppery. Yeah, but I, the the I, so but and there were four of them, and I just didn't want them, and I wanted my order, but DoorDash was nice, and they have credited me, and I'll probably use that credit tonight. So I DoorDash but, sheets last night, and it was awesome. What'd you get from Sheets? This is wait, I, got, I didn't know you tried I Sheets. Got fry, I got I got some uh, buffalo fried chicken bites and some pork rinds. I know it's incredibly healthy, but I was man, hungry yeah. and I was tired and it was so good. Well, pork rinds are breakfast. I had the second bag. I got two bags because they were $1.50 each and it was relatively big. And I had the second one about 30 minutes ago. Well, not 30 minutes ago, an hour ago. So. <laughs> So that is our OWC mailbag for episode 50. We'll do it again. We will definitely do this again with a little more lead time to see what other kinds of questions we can get. But now that brings us to the organization's win championships, College Showdown. All right. Before, but I don't think so. Um, one was I didn't, I thought it was wrong, but it's not. What? I'll I'll explain. Huh? What we do in the showdown is uh, I quiz Jason on current NBA players where they went to college, and he quizzes me on vintage NBA players where they went to college. All right, so this is the one I thought was wrong, but it's not. Pelicans forward Larry Nance Jr. Wyoming. Okay, I thought. He, okay, I thought. Didn't he transfer? No, he didn't. No, you've done him a million times. No, he wait. He went to Wyoming the whole time. Yes. He was drafted by the Lakers straight out of Wyoming. That was my least favorite NWA album, by the way. Uh, the what? clip <laughs> straight out of Wyoming, it didn't oh <laughs> it didn't, didn't sell a whole lot of copies. Held Mar. <laughs> the Clippers guard Xavier Moon. You already did him at one point, I still forgot. Morehead State. Yeah. All right, this are guy. You, why you, you're, are you? Did you not get guys today? You I got guys. Xavier, you did Xavier Moon three episodes ago, or something. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. You did very oh. recently. Throw the red uh, flag. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. Spurs guard Blake Wesley, Notre Dame. All right. I really liked him in the tournament that one year. You, I, I still like him. I think he could be really good. Okay. I think I got some really good names for you. Okay. Well, I, I, I think I, I think I really uh, just good. Not necessarily. I don't know if it's necessarily difficult, but I just think the names are great. First up, we have former Bulls guard Rory Sparrow. Oh shoot, R Rory! Oh come on, dude! Rory Seriously, Sparrow. famous. <laughs> yeah. I thought, was... I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say Quinn Snyder. May or may Some not club. have told my friends about that story with your uh, with your uh, psychology thing. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh... Okay, now uh, <laughs> Rory, Rory Sparrow. That's a great name. Oh, this is going to kill me because I I think he went to a major basketball program. It's not some little nothing school. I want to say it's like East Old Time Big East. 
he went to shoot. Did he go? Did he go to Syracuse? You were right there. Hmm. No, he went Wait. to Villanova. Oh. Yep, you were right oh. there. You said Big James. East. James is yep. super mad. You can hear. Yep. <laughs> yeah. If I miss a Nova guy, Rory Sparrow. Wow. Next that was... up, I'll say Kyle Lowry. Um, that was part then, of that was part of the early like Knicks Nova connection because now everybody on the Knicks went to Villanova. Apparently. Correct. Next up, we have former Kings forward Wayman Tisdale. What a name! Wayman Tisdale went to Oklahoma. Oklahoma. He's got the great quote. Wayman Tisdale Wh- has one? the great quote. That was when Billy Tubbs was at Oklahoma. And they were playing. It was one of the first, like, Paul Westhead, super high pace, shoot it, shoot it, shoot it. The system. You got to follow the system. Well, poorly acted. Wayman Tisdale, what he would say was, shoot when you're hot. Shoot to get hot. Shoot until Coach Tubbs takes you out. And and he was a really good player. I, I live by that. I think Coach Tubbs <laughs> would have subbed me out 18 times and, in the last two days. Wayman, Wayman Tisdale, a great musician, too. Multi-instrumentalist musician. You know too much about everybody. But he was a big name. Annoying. All right. Huh? I got one I more, right? Next up, la- well, last but not least, we have former Suns and Knicks forward Truck Robinson. Truck Robinson? What, he was a, on the Jazz. He was on the Jazz as well. He was great. He was an, he was an all-star on the Jazz. Yeah. I remember and him because he, he was in one of my scholastic books. Uh, he went someplace cool, probably, because Truck Robinson was awesome. He had, like, that untrimmed beard that was, like, <laughs> bigger on this side than that side. He was, he was awesome. <sighs> Rebounded fool. He went to McNeese State. Tennessee State. Okay, but, so the, the, you had right. the right. You had the yeah. right philosophy. Yeah. So I, I those thought, are great I thought those names. Were some good names. Yeah. 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 I just I really remember Truck Robinson because he was in like the 1978 Scholastic book of that those little rectangular books you'd get in the book fair at grade yep. school. Yeah. Yeah. And you, yeah. And it was like the best basketball players of 1978. Like, I always loved the scholastic book fair in second, third grade. That was, that was my, that was my jam back in the day. Yeah. So that, who was in your book? Fun. Like Steve Nash and. Oh, I don't know. I think I got a hockey one where Nino Niederreiter was on it. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. All time name, by the way. Nino Niederreiter. That and Carlo Kuliakovo was the other one I like. Also a good one. Uh, well, that's going to do it. That's We've done 50 of these. How about it? 50. So that's like it, rate it, give it that five-star rating, and like it and review it. And in honor of, of 50, bake it into a cake and put candles on it that spell out O-W-C and make a wish and blow them out. <laughs>